Greetings to you, kind friend. Are you looking for good news, the very best news that one can receive, news that is refreshing, news with hope and direction? We're going to talk about the good news today because, dear friends, we are in a world where we need some good news. I remember in the 70s a popular song that said, Sure could use a little good news today. Well, dear friends, true then and true now. Thank you to our Jay Webb for his kind introductions. And again, greetings to everyone here on our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. For well over 85 plus years, we've come to you over the airwaves and we continue to bring you the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ in our studies together. Matter of fact, throughout our studies, you're going to hear some offers for further study on your own. We've got a very special study from the book of Psalms. We also have another study on developing leadership and answering questions to Christianity. So today we're going to offer a lot of free studies that you can use in the privacy of your own home. And our J-Webb will tell you about those throughout the broadcast. But today, let's study together. Let's talk about that good news. What is the good news that we are speaking of? Well, it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 16, when Paul wrote and said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. What a beautiful text, a beautiful reading, a great reminder of the only message that will save mankind. Again, it is the message that unto salvation to everyone that believes. To the Ephesians, in Ephesians 1 and verse 13, Paul said, In whom you also, having heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. It brings to mind the beautiful text of Mark 16:15 and 16, when, according to Mark's great commission from the Christ, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be condemned. Dear friends, no wonder this message is the good news. Now, it is sad to say that individuals that fail to believe it or to respond to the gospel, yes, they will be condemned. That's not good news. The good news is the gospel message. And if an individual rejects the gospel message, that is their decision. But it doesn't take away from the good news that they are rejecting. We know verse 16 of Romans 1, but sometimes we miss reading through verse 17. For therein, therein in the gospel, what? Therein the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The salvation of God is through the gospel of Christ, wherein righteousness is revealed. Now, dear friends, that is good news. Salvation, righteousness, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about the salvation of God through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dear friends, where there is righteousness, now if you'll allow me to create a new word here, where there is righteousness, it's going to take away our wrongestness. 
You may think, Mr. Archie, Jeff, that's not a word. Well, it is now, dear friends. Hope you can embrace and remember that one. Where there is righteousness, well, there will be no wrongness because there's a better way and a better path. Today, again, we're going to talk about the salvation of God through the gospel of Christ. But first, again, this is a very special broadcast in that we have three awesome in-home studies that we offer absolutely free. I mentioned them to you earlier. Here is our psalm study we would love to send to you, and here is our J-Webb to tell us more about it. The Apostle Paul spoke of things from the Old Testament as things written for our admonition, according to 1 Corinthians 10.11, and in Romans 15.4 as written for our learning. We have two wonderful studies from within the book of Psalms, a study that will admonish us and help us grow in our learning. These two studies are sent with one mailing, and it's yours absolutely free. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Psalm Study. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Psalm Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Psalm Study in the message box. It's yours for the asking. Now, let's go back to Jeff. Dear friends, let's talk about the Gospel of Christ. The salvation of God through the Gospel of Christ tells us that the Gospel of Christ gives one a place wherein to stand. Listen to the boldness of Paul again from Romans 1 and verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. There is that great measure of boldness and strength that the gospel grants us. One stands in the gospel when one is obedient to the gospel. Listen to 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 and 2 when Paul is writing to the church there at Corinth, those who are saved. Although they have a variety of issues and problems of which he has addressed within the book, he reminds them, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Now let's look at these verses a little closer. First of all, Paul is once again declaring the gospel unto them, and he reminds them that he preached that gospel unto them, and they had received it. The gospel, they were standing within it because they were saved by their obedience. We know this from Acts the 18th chapter, and specifically verse 8, of those who believed and were baptized there in the city of Corinth. And now that would, well, let's back up for a moment to there, to that moment when they believed and they were baptized, they were responding to Great Commission preaching from Mark 16, 15 and 16, and Matthew 28, and John 20, and Luke 24. The apostles were taking the Great Commission to carry forth the gospel into all the world. And the book of Acts, or a book of action, if you will, allowed us to see what happens, or allows us to see what happens when the gospel is obeyed. 
Now back to these brethren in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 2, that Paul declared unto them the gospel, which makes sense. We find earlier in the book that he takes them back to the cross of Christ. He takes them back to a united message so he can address their division among them. They are standing in that gospel because that gospel saved them. Then Paul says in verse 2, the latter part, If you hold fast or hold tight to the word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. I love to look at verses 1 and 2 of 1 Corinthians 15. There's so much meat there. A gospel which is preached, a gospel that is received, a gospel that saves, and a gospel that allows individuals where to stand. In Romans 5 and verse 2, Paul says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. The brethren at Rome understood where they could stand within the gospel message. Dear friends, where God provides, it's where the obedient must stand. God's provisions, we need to address and hold on to them. What saves us will keep us saved. If we are obedient in our salvation, then we are obedient in our stand. It is wherein the righteousness of God is revealed, the gospel. And we think about standing and the boldness and where to stand. I think of other texts that tell us, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we are able to stand within the power of God and to rely upon Him. Dear friends, when we became obedient to the gospel through simple trusting faith, a heart that repented of sins, we confessed Christ as the Son of God and we are baptized into Christ, we're raised to walk in a newness of life according to Romans 6, 3-6, and we begin a faithful walk. We are now a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away, and all things become new, 2 Corinthians 5.17. We are able to continually stand in that power of God, the power of God through the gospel. What a beautiful thought. I like that word power. It comes from a word in the original language, that written in the common Greek language, that we get the English word dynamite. It's a Greek word, dunamis, so you can see where we would get the English word dynamite. It is powerful, which means it will explode sin, but rebuilds the life for God. How about another standing firm passage? 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen. he told them to stand fast in the faith. Now, dear friends, I find it interesting that we're looking at these texts from 1 Corinthians. Stand in the gospel. Stand in the power of God. Stand in the faith. They all reflect the same, but yet they're able to stand in one gospel, one power of God, and one faith. We know of the one faith from Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. And so when they see they can stand in one thing, and they all come together on that one thing, will that not break down the divisions that exist? Let's be very honest, dear friends. We look throughout the religious world today, no wonder the world fails to take the gospel seriously as they should. There's so much division in the religious world. 
churches with different names, worship assemblies that vary, that we all say we're offering worship unto God. Sometimes we say, well, you just pick the church of your choice, but the Bible doesn't tell us that, dear friends. Also, the Bible doesn't tell us that you can believe your way and I can believe my way and we'll be fine. Well, Jesus never taught that. Neither did Paul, neither did Peter. And we see that all throughout the Bible. If we are able to cast aside the man-made teachings, the man-made names and doctrines, and come back and stand within the gospel, the power of God, and in the faith, and to do things God's way, would that not make a greater, greater impact in this world. We're taught to stand against the wiles of the devil. You see, the devil can come after us in so many ways. In Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10, Paul writes, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The Christian is to carry that whole armor of God to protect him or her from battle or in battle, and we're able to have a place to stand. The salvation of God is through the gospel of Christ, and it gives one a place wherein to stand that God provides the very best for us. Number two, the gospel of Christ gives us a power source on which to rely. Now, we mentioned this just a second ago, but we'll elaborate a little bit more at this point. Let's notice back to Romans 1.16, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Again, the word power is from a word in that original language, dunamis, and that is spelled D-U-N-A-M-I-S, dunamis, where we get the English word dynamite. And again, it is powerful, and it makes a difference. It is the only message powerful enough to change a man. Someone might say, do you believe salvation is only through Jesus Christ? Yes, dear friends, because the Bible teaches that. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 and John 14 and verse 6, He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no plurality there. And His message is the only message that's powerful enough to change a man. Again, it can explode sin and destroy it, but automatically cleans and rebuilds one life. The power that Jesus used in giving the Great Commission allows us to have that same power source today. Remember in Matthew 28, beginning with verse 18, as Jesus was giving Matthew's account of the Great Commission, when he began, he said, All power or all authority is given unto me in both heaven and on earth. And Romans 1 and verse 4 affirms that he was declared to be the Son of God with power. Jesus has all authority. When we think about the head of the church, we have no human head on this earth of the church. The head of the church is in heaven. He is on the right hand of the Father, that being Jesus Christ, Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. 
and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. The Colossian letter affirms in Colossians 1.18 that he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Oh, dear friends, think about the power of salvation through the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ, the power that God placed within Christ. Without a doubt, if we are going to respond to Christ, then we will respond to him and he is the one of whom we should respond. On a national news broadcast many years ago, a prominent preacher was asked, Do you think Jesus Christ is the only way? It was amazing how he tried to sidestep and do everything in the world possible. Dear friends, we will affirm through our broadcast here on the International Gospel Hour without fear or favor that salvation is only through Christ and His gospel message. We believe it because the Bible teaches it. We will affirm it. We will not back down from it. Here's another reason why. There are two things, two further things about the power source on which to rely that truly stand out. Let me ask you, dear friends, name me one other person that died on a cross that impacted the world. There is no one. Tell me someone else who resurrected from the dead that impacted the world. There is no one. You know, we think about Lazarus coming forth from the dead when Jesus performed that miracle in John, the 13th chapter. But did you ever stop to think that when Lazarus came forth from the dead, and we find later that he's sitting there eating a meal and visiting with Christ, that Lazarus eventually died again, and he's still buried, folks. He is waiting the resurrection. He is waiting that judgment day. The preaching of the cross of Christ is power. 1 Corinthians one twenty four affirms that. You see, when we preach the cross of Jesus Christ, that is the power that man needs to look into that cross where there is the redeeming blood that was shed, Ephesians 1 and verse 7 and Acts 20 and verse 28. It is that blood that was shed upon the cross that is able to redeem man from his sins. I love to look at a study of Hebrews 9 and 10 where it is the blood of Christ and not the blood of bulls and goats that will redeem mankind. The preaching of the cross is power. And then we see the power of his resurrection. In Philippians 3 and verse 10, Paul even desired to know Christ more, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and how Paul wanted to be conformed to his sufferings, and and, and how he wanted to grow, that he wanted to attain the resurrection of the dead. Dear friends, the gospel of Christ gives us that power source on which to rely. It gives us a place to stand wherein we are saved, and that power that we continue to draw from. And as one continues to draw from that power, we have a strength to help us press onward every day. It is not us, but rather it is the Christ who lives in us. It is the power of God unto salvation, dear friends, and to God be the glory. The preaching of the cross is power, and the power of His resurrection. It's power that changes one from light to darkness, and it can keep one going.
Now, dear friends, we want to pause here. We're going to come back and wrap up our study in a moment. But again, another free study coming your way. And here is our J. Webb. The International Gospel Hour offers a free study titled Developing Leadership. God used everyday people like you and I to be leaders of others. This is a great study. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say leadership. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say leadership. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type leadership in the message blank. We'll send it right away. And now, let's continue our study. So, dear friends, when we think about the salvation of God through the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ gives one a place wherein to stand upon obedience and a power source on which to rely, but it also gives one a path wherein to walk. Notice in Romans 1.16, the gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Now, dear friends, let's think on this for a moment. This does not say believe only. We understand there is more to our salvation than just faith alone. After all, there are many who will affirm that we need to confess Christ. We will not put aside the command of repentance. Faith is important. I mean, a person could repent or turn away from a life that they've lived and not believe in Christ. There are countless individuals with drug addiction and and alcohol addiction that are taught to believe in a higher power, but not necessarily God. More on that at another time and another place, but let's look at the Bible. In John 12, verse 42, the Bible says, that nevertheless among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because the Pharisees they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. John 12, verse 42. Their belief did not prompt them onward to what they should do. And as we've noted before in James 2:19, the devils or the demons believe, and yet they tremble. Well, we know they are not obedient. Think about James 2 of the obedience of Abraham, who moved and did what God said to do. And the Bible says his faith wrought with works, or his response of faith was made perfect. The gospel message, when believed, will prompt one to obedience. And that belief will make sure that we are lacking nothing. When I believe in Jesus Christ and I believe in the gospel message and understand that I am to have faith in Christ, and I'm going to believe in His teaching. I have no problem embracing His teaching of repentance, as commanded in Luke 13, 3 and 5, His command of confession in Matthew 10, 32 and 33, along with John 12, 42, His command of baptism from the Great Commission text of Mark 16, 15 and 16, His command of baptism in Matthew's account of Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Have no problem with that, dear friends, because that's what the Bible teaches. And the gospel message, when it is believed, will prompt one toward obedience, that we believe all that Jesus is teaching and we believe in His Word. 
Dear friends, that is what's so important about faith, and that we need to press onward, because it will give one a path to walk. Here are the things we are to do based upon our faith, to be obedient unto God, to be repentant, to confess Christ, to be baptized into Christ for that remission of sin, Acts 2, verse 38. Dear friends, I know our studies together will prompt a lot of curiosity and questions. So here's our final in-home study that we offer absolutely free, titled, Answering Questions to Christianity. Here's our J-Webb. Answering Questions to Christianity is another free study we offer from IGH. Are there questions you have about Christianity? Would you not love to have a biblical answer to those questions? Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Question Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Question Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Question Study in the message box. We trust this study will help with answers to questions you may have. Let's go back to Jeff. And dear friends, the gospel of Christ needs every person to obey it. It's open to all the world, again to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The salvation of God is through the gospel of Christ and allows a place wherein to stand, a power source on which to rely, a path to walk of obedience, and every person needs to obey the gospel of Christ. To God be the glory, and what a great study today, dear friends. And let's continue our studies together at another time, shall we? Thanks for joining me today here on the International Gospel Hour, and we'll do it again another time. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends and kind friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.